0: So welcome, welcome to episode two, everybody. Yep. That's right. We we did a two-parter, and we're in it right now.
1: A two-part episode. Yep. Audible gasp.
0: They must be crazy. Uh, so uh, if you are just joining us now, uh, go back and listen to part one because I'm here uh, with Malcolm Johnstone from Victoria. BC. Hello. We're talking, uh, we're talking politics and other things. Uh, yes. We had the word assumption. And we're going to sneak a second word in here. Ooh, uh, we're sneaky. Sneaky. We're breaking the rules. Uh, and the word that I chose is trebuchet. Uh, and if you follow me on social media, you know why. Because but for those don't. Yeah. I just, I had, uh, as we were leading up to the big Australian election, uh, just just under a fortnight ago, I had grand fantasies of taking all my enemies in the high levels of politics and putting them in an old fashioned trebuchet and launching them directly into the sun. And for the most part, my fantasies came true. Not so much with the trebuchet, but those yes, people are out out and sense. glorious. <laughs> uh, Scott so Morrison, former prime minister. He's out. He doesn't even have a seat anymore. Was oh, jealous. really? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not for- I don't know what he's <laughs> doing. I work at a shop or something, I guess.
1: No, sorry, but did he actually not get re elected in his own? We call him I riding. think so, no.
0: Yeah. His huh. party lost, and I don't. I think he. Really I sure but... his party lost. Yeah, I could be wrong. And I think some things are still being worked out. But either way, yeah. I look forward to not hearing from him. Yes. Maybe ever again. Okay. However, they did replace him uh, as leader of the Liberal Party with a guy named Peter Dutton. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with him, but basically, imagine a man. With a potato for a head and Voldemort's face. That's what he looks like. And then he's also um basically as evil as Voldemort, but maybe more racist. Um how tall is he? Um I don't know. I'd I'd say he's maybe five eleven. Okay. I feel like he's relatively tall. So, uh, I've, I'm, ever, I'm, I've never I'm, seen him in person, only for scary and right. large on the television. Alright,
1: I'm I'm just asking because I'm just saying when you say it, like the way you're describing it makes me think, maybe he's a Suntaran from Doctor Who? Mm.
0: They look like
1: potatoes. Yeah, They're... yeah, but
0: like greasier? Greasier somehow. Oof.
1: Yeah. Oof.
0: Okay. Don't um, know how that And yeah, so if, I mean, if the Liberal Party are, are trying to get back into power by the next election, I can tell them right now, is... Peter, Peter Dutton is not the way to do it. Everyone hates no. him even more than they hated ScoMo, and we hated that guy.
1: Um my question is first of all, is this new guy, is he just like the interim leader?
0: He so he's the leader of the Liberal Party now, which is the party that lost. So he's not probably Well
1: it's the coal well, it's the coalition, which really consists of like I was looking at this and I was like amazed. It's like it's not even a coalition of two parties. It's almost literally a coalition of three, because in some writings you just you have a party called the liberal national party because i guess they figure if they run separately the godless commies which let's face it they're not of labor will just walk will take it in a walk so and then in other places it's the liberal party in other places it's the national party that gets in it's
0: it's very confusing
1: yes it's uh fascinating as i say is recovering political science gotta work them steps tonight Oh boy.
0: But um yeah, it was glorious to see some genuinely genuinely evil, greedy, disgusting people lost that is, lost some seats and lost, that their, is lost their place and that's great.
1: That is fun when that happens. Yeah. It doesn't happen often enough, but like when it ha- like when it happened um in Canada, I think 2015 was such an election because we had the The conservative party, and they just call themselves conservatives for the longest time. That party called itself the progressive conservatives, and the only reason they did was a weird history thing where the old conservatives merged with a party called the progressive party, and so it. Why it's just it seems, historical?
0: It seems like a bit of an oxymoron, kind of.
1: Yes, I I like to call them the forward backwards party. Yes, yeah. but then there was a, I mean, then there was another more harsher. More out and out right wing party that first was called Reform, which tainted that word. Then they called themselves the Alliance, which was not a full alliance, but they were starting. And then finally, it's just like scrunched together and like, okay, we're the conservatives. And they usually, usually federally, it's the liberals that get into power here in Canada. They, I mean, and they're liberals in the sense of far more liberal that's in quotation marks uh than say your version of a liberal
0: yeah our liberal party is but not actually liberal it's like they're the right wing
1: center basically. center right center right and more right than center from
0: everything yeah was, it's, it's very confusing so the, basically, our, the labor party is essentially far more liberal
1: yeah center center left probably more center than left but you know plus i mean there's always little particular issues that don't fit into that spectrum and that's fine um, Yeah, with, with uh, our liberals basically know when to steal from the left and when to steal from the right. So mm. but occasionally it's like they've just been in power too long and then a certain arrogance comes in and then it's like, nope, you guys need a timeout. We've we have a party that's the equivalent of Labour, the new Democrats who have called themselves that since the sixties. Come uh, on. But go. is that like when you got new Coke? No, no, it was more that they were actually a merging of a of one previous party called the uh, – the I think it's – I want to say the Canada Commonwealth Federation, but I could be wrong there, but it was CCF, which merged or itself, allowing more organized labor to be part of the mixture. I think they wanted to call themselves New Democrats to distinguish themselves from the Democratic Party in the U.S., so – I mean, honestly, they need to call themselves either the Social Democratic Party or the Progressive Democratic Party, and that's, I mean, they're going to be, look, the people who aren't going to vote for them will call them godless commies no matter what. There's just very few, every so often an election happens where it's like, oh, people who usually vote conservative are actually just skipping over any sort of middle of the ground liberal and just going straight to, huh, okay. And when it goes the other way around then I'm just like did you read at all what this party is actually proposing? Did you? Cuz I didn't feel like you didn't. I mean there's I think there was some of that in the most recent Ontario election this week.
0: So going really... going a little bit more general. Yep. After after the election in September. Yes. Did the result leave you feeling like there was some hope or did you feel like you were stuck or did you feel like you were going backwards or somewhere in between
1: (laughs) um sideways probably okay yeah first of all the result i mean the result was another minority government for the liberal party and the thing is the calling of the election was just seen as very opportunistic by mr justin trudeau there it was like oh the polls look like I could win a majority. I would rather do that because this minority thing means I have to pay attention to other people. That's not quite true, but true enough.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. So he called it. And of course it then fluttered. But the thing is, is that the then conservative leader definitely got wrong footed a bit during that campaign so that the end result was the liberal party gained two seats the conservatives lost a couple seats the bloc quebecois who only run in the province of quebec uh they thought they were going to break through and get a much higher result and then they ended up with about the same so it was which was like a mild relief and they still have far too many seats for my liking but um they still you know they didn't they didn't break through and get up to like at one point, they had like they were they had like fifty plus seats in the house. They were literally the opposition party. It's like they can't be called Her Majesty's loyal opposition because they oppose everything. <laughs> they imposed the general formation of Canada, sort of. That skits into yeah, and then the New Democratic Party they gained a lot in votes. I have some things I wrote down on election night. They gained a lot in votes compared with the previous election. Like, gained, uh, let's see here. I'm thinking 15.9, went up to, yeah, gained almost several hundred thousand votes.
0: He's just tuned in. I'm here with uh, Malcolm Johnston, <laughs> and he's crunching the numbers. That's right.
1: Crunch, crunch, crunch.
0: Hmm, those are tasty numbers.
1: Um, yeah, they gained well over a hundred thousand votes. Yep, well over a hundred thousand votes, and the result of one whole more
0: seat. Wow, they really yes, do. those son of yes. Guns.
1: Thank you. First past the post system. Uh, the only good thing from that is that there's a new, more harsher right wing party of that that they got way more seats because that's when they really those that was the one party that went into went all into the we need to get rid of all covid restrictions now it's it's impinging my freedom to not infect other people well that's cool cool, what, cool cool love that that's not what they actually say, but it's like when you point out that's what they're saying it's they get all huffy and no individual rights it's like yeah, but there's also a responsibility to not you know yeah not to, yeah, yeah so accidentally yeah.
0: kill other people yeah.
1: Yeah, they got way more vo- votes, but they did not get into the House of, of Commons at all. They did not win in any writings. So that was like, whew, but they like doubled their vote, and that's worrying. Green Party went down a little bit because of some weird shenanigans with the new leader and some other stuff, internal political stuff. But they still kept two seats, including one in getting, gaining a new one in Ontario, losing one NBC, something so yeah. So and it's funny because that, that election, I was just like, I'm not, I'm not into it. I'm not in for it. And yet it was the evening just seeing the results coming in of who's up and who's down, and not so much of the but just of who's gonna make it through this time around that actually sparked sparked a little bit of joy for me in just seeing the okay, now we find out, and then Looking at things like, okay, the turnout was
0: less, but not as badly less as I was fearful of. Do you think if everyone had to vote like they do here, things would have been different?
1: Probably. I the one thing is I will say about that is if you try, that is not a thing that's going to be easily enforced overnight. Like, it will, could come through, I mean, in theory, yes. But, I mean, I guess for me, I'm always like of the, how do you keep, tra- how much more will you keep track of that? I mean, it, it's everyone who's on the electoral register. And, of course, there are people who may not, they've moved, they haven't changed over and all that sort of stuff. So there's technical stuff with that. Um, Yes, I think it would. I'd be interested, I mean, the rise of that certain guy down south of us here in Canada, you know, the former president
0: whose name I'm going to say Trump because I don't want to say the full name in case yeah, I end up. Suddenly. Don't don't do speak it three times or he comes back. Like Beetlejuice, yes. Yeah, yeah. Ah, um, oh, you but, said it. You said it once.
1: I said Beetlejuice.
0: Don't once. say it again. We'll get Beetlejuiced. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have a good story involving that, but that's a separate thing.
0: Um, no, I want to hear the Beetlejuice story.
1: Okay. the uh, I'll tell it quickly, but first, the one point I was trying to make with is that part of that guy's appeal is that he really appealed to people who weren't political, like, at all. Right. You kind of felt ignored from the day-to-day, the usual things, and that's – it's like they didn't care that he didn't have particularly great policies or sometimes even – any policies they just liked this image of him and the fact that they felt that this rich guy who who decorates his uh, his apartments and in incredibly tacky gold colors shit somehow speaks to them
0: yeah like oh look he's one of us uh, no but he wasn't no he's not he's, not, at he's all. not even close he doesn't care about you at all other than using yes. you for pawns and to help make what? you raid the capitol
1: and to, and to help make money off of
0: you. Yeah. That's what it really is. The mm-hmm. amount of times I've
1: seen things where it's like, oh, what a surprise. You have to pay for this. Yeah. Um, the Beetlejuice story was just one of my favorite TV shows ever is the show Community. Sure. Um, and one of their, like, deliberately, you know, gags you will miss unless you pay attention or you hear them talking about it is... They once they have, on two different episodes they mentioned the word Beetlejuice, and somebody was about to write it into there, and someone else, another writer, says, "No, no, wait! If we mention Beetlejuice a third time, we have to somehow bring Beetlejuice on." That's like, and it's like, oh yeah, no, you're right. So they held off until a Halloween episode, so where it's like one of them is just sort of saying, like Britta, all you've got here on your. On your iPod is like the Monster Mash, a bunch of NPR things, and the Beetlejuice soundtrack. And right when she said it, some dude walked by just behind her dressed as Beetlejuice. Ah, so <laughs> good. It's <laughs>
0: ah, ah, a very good and,
1: show. Oh, God, I love that show. Warts and all. Like, not even just the fact that there was that one season without the creator. Yeah. But the even gas- there's some
0: The Gaslight on- season.
1: Yes. But there's even, some, I mean, there's still some good little nuggets from the Ghastly. you got to pan around them a little bit, yeah. but there's, I would say there's two episodes that are good, not great, but good episodes. And there's one or two little bits here and there. So, but even sometimes in some of the lighter seasons and the other, it's like, okay, that one didn't quite come off, but when it does,
0: when it hits, it hits. Yeah.
1: it's when they swing for the fences and I, did you see the, the last season? Of course. Yes. The one, the final, because that, holy cow, did they stuck stick the landing. Mm-hmm. That just was like chef's kiss, you know? And that's the, as someone who is interested in creating stuff, including creating a TV show, not so much a sitcom, I don't think, but um, the ability of those two, see through the vision and to stick the landing is such a thing and it's rare and so many times either a show gets canceled early or sometimes it's the opposite and it just drags on and on and you can just tell they're losing the plot here and this is painful to watch because it started out so good so and that's you know and of course where politics comes into that is a is for those of us outside of the US especially English-speaking countries trying to get our voice out there and reflecting the full measure of our voices, you know, that, um, yes, we could do with doing better in terms of the indig- indigenous communities getting a chance to say. it's de- There's some developments. There's some positive things there. Um, it's slowly but surely. But, you know,
0: the other thing for us
1: here is actually getting them on – whatever screens we can just getting people aware of it. It's like, I'm still so more envious of Australia and New Zealand and Britain as countries that it seems to be at least a fairer fight to get something on your screens.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, definitely struggles in terms of that here as well. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's, it's maybe, maybe a little bit easier or it's, it's getting it's getting easier over here. Yeah,
1: with, Can- with Canada, it's now TV screens is getting easier. There's now been more successes
0: on that front.
1: Films is a whole other creature. And it's partially the nature of films anyway is changing with COVID. Um, because it's like, and it's changing things that we're going to be changing anyway with some distributors being like, well, let's just release this on our streaming service. Is the streaming service making money yet? Um, not Yeah, but it will
0: maybe like that's if not we'll just choose from one of the other 17 streaming services that there are oh yeah that's the other thing so many which
1: which defeats the purpose of the whole idea of the streaming service was like why can't they
0: just all work together and make one really good streaming service with everything on it i'd pay for that money yeah
1: it's yeah, al- it's whole- almost
0: like people are driven by by greed and, and money and not the welfare of of people. Well,
1: it's the money. F- the problem is the money is when the money thing makes short term assumptions
0: that and there's that, that word again. Hey, to- <laughs>
1: um, uh, hey, how are we doing for time? Or does that break the fourth wall by asking that?
0: I'll tell you, we've got about five minutes left.
1: Five minutes left. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is one of the big assumptions about on the financial thing of being like, if we don't make our money in this business quarter, then we got to start shedding some dead weight. And it's like, but some things are just not going to make money right there. Some things will be a longer term. And especially on the creative front, you know, yeah, we all want the grand slam hit hit, but I'll take something that is solid and grows over just something. that's like a flash in the pan any day of the week. A lot of times I don't discover stuff on TV shows, movies, et cetera, until later after the hype. And that's just comes down to time, energy, money, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Same with same with comes with creating stuff and all that. And same when it comes to politics as well, too. Of like like for instance, that so many people, here's the one final big assumption thing to point out. So many times, because although there's some quirks, like you have that top two thing with your voting system, Mm -hmm. uh, which Canada does not have. And I would love to see that personally. I know it doesn't solve everything, but it can, it can help.
0: Oh, no, no, it it solved everything. Everything's fine now. And (laughs) everything, we we fixed it and everything's fine. And try not to think about it too much and don't read too much into it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of that going around. Don't think about it and it's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, the assumption of so many people thinking, well, well, I don't like this guy as a leader, so I'm not voting for this party. And it's like, is the leader running in your writing? No. Okay, then. Maybe you should look at who that actual candidate is, good or bad. If you like the leader, but the local candidate is just some party apparatchik that never shows up and doesn't do sweet FA, then maybe don't vote for that particular person. That's what—that's who you're voting for directly with the first past the post-variant system that we've both got. And that's something that I think a lot of people still don't, haven't wrapped their head around or don't, or sort of assume it's, it's a bit more, it's like, sure, that should be a factor in terms of who the leader is, because it's if they have a terrible leader or someone who's uninspiring, you know, and that's what, that's what resulted in on the Ontario election, which happened this week. I mean, first of all, the voting turnout for that was abysmal. In the previous election, which was 2018, it had gone up about 4 or 5%, which was interesting. The mm-hmm. then Liberal Party on this is on the provincial front got decimated, and they had been in power for a long time. So it's like, yes, the conservatives under Doug Ford, the brother of the late Rob Ford, that certain controversial mayor you might have heard about. Mm-hmm. But Doug Ford doesn't, doesn't take drugs, he just sold them.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's okay. He's business.
1: He's He's business. business Yes, exactly. Sure. He sold them back when it was proper illegal and whatnot. But clearly, Ontario can't get rid of their dealer just yet since they reelected. But yeah, poor turnout. And the new liberal leader who only had a few seats was very uninspiring. And I think the NDP leader, I think it was just like she didn't really get into her groove, and I think it's a lot of people said, "Well, she just be- she'd been there a long time. Last time she'd actually brought the party up to official opposition, which was like, okay, that's a step up from before, earned the right to at least take one more shot at it, and unfortunately did not figure out the how to build on that." And that's the NDP in a lot of cases. They have won sometimes provincially, uh, usually in Saskatchewan, which is where they started. Although right now Saskatchewan's gone much more conservative lately. It's a weird thing. Winnipeg and British Columbia a couple times. And that's what we've got currently. They've like won once in Ontario many years ago, once in Nova Scotia. The Ontario one did not go well because they came
0: in right when when a recession started. And they
1: honestly, they probably did not expect to win that
0: election. All of the uh, Australian listeners are utterly confused, anyone outside of Canada. Um, Malcolm, well, we're, almost, we're almost out of time, so I want to try to uh, wrap this up with a question that I ask everybody, is using all the things that we've sort of delved into and touched on here in terms yeah. of, like, politics, uh, you know, knowing the basics, some people needing to be a little more focused, yeah. some people need to be a little less focused. Um, yes. H- how can we make the world a better place using the power of assumption, and perhaps the power of the trebuchet, the classic right. catapult.
1: Well, next time you're going to propose the trebuchet, you need to get it as a referendum. You know, get people to actually. Yeah. Although Gotta referendums can be sometimes, referendums aren't quite as democratic as people think they are because
0: oh, understands that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we went into that. Um, I think the other thing is. With assumptions, don't make – I mean, the one thing is don't make assumptions about the people actually running in your particular writing for whatever level. Go to a debate or view an online debate. See who they are as people. I mean, I have known some very good people who are, who are politicians who I met first – 20 odd years ago when they were running for city council and I ended up being a uh, campaign manager for one guy running for the mayor and somebody else running for city council. And we ended up co-writing a play about it, which was the first ever creative act I ever did. So yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. It's a weird argument to make, but I feel like as an actor or someone that works in the arts, You get to know when people are bullshitting and when they're acting and when they're acting badly and when they're just lying through their teeth and you can really see the true character of a person. uh, And when they're human. Yeah. And when when they're a real human.
1: Yes. And it's like, I can understand getting things
0: wrong occasionally. That'll happen. That's, yeah, that's different to like Scott Morris, who, who just like constantly just like. Cause overtly just lied about things that had happened very recently that we had food yeah. of him saying, Oh, I never said that. Yeah, you did. We saw you say yeah. it on TV, you dumb yeah. idiot. Uh yeah. just like just truly believed his own bullshit. And now he's trebucheted yeah. into the sun, so it's it's better.
1: Exactly. Well, metaphorically
0: that is. In my heart he got trebucheted into the sun. Right. That'd um before before we leave though i'd like everyone to uh if they want to find you online because i know you've got like some short films and stuff you can check out i watched one Uh, recently, birds that i really enjoyed uh where can people find it find your stuff online
1: well um vimeo which is sort of like the nice more mellow version of youtube it's the classy man's youtube yeah yeah, you don't get the obnoxious comments. Uh, you can look up the name of my company because I just changed it over to that. So the name of the company is Malcontent Media Productions. That's
0: a Malcontent Media Productions on Vimeo. Yeah,
1: on Vimeo. And then I'll take you right to there. There's about three films I've got on there, which is some earlier works that were the first things that I made that got notice outside of Victoria. I took part in local contests too, which is good. Just a good way of Learning the skills and all that.
0: Check them out. Watch some amazing art. Canadians, go and vote. Damn it.
1: Yeah, no kidding. If we can't get the obligate, I mean, if nothing else, I think making it obliged to vote and having a having a to pay a small fine if you don't vote.
0: That's what happens. I mean, yeah. that'll
1: help. That'll help fix the deficit, which is always the thing that we always worry about here in Canada.
0: Don't make assumptions, you idiots. All right, we've got to go, Malcolm. We're out of time. Thanks for being here. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. This was a blast. Man, we broke all the rules and I loved it.
1: Okay, next time we'll solve the economy and then we should probably do something for the environment next. But oh, you that might would be
0: good. It. Yeah, good plan. Yeah,
1: yeah, that'd be good. I'll write that down somewhere.
0: Hey there, folks. Thanks so much for checking out the latest episode of Good Morning, Mrs. Strawberry. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you want to help us out and help the channel grow, make sure you like, subscribe wherever you get your good podcasts, and help us out by leaving a rating on those websites where you can leave ratings for podcasts. Also, if you'd like to check out some of the other stuff I've been doing, you can check out Cube Boy Collectibles. That's right. If you head to cubeboycollectibles.square.site, you can check out my art toys, art prints, skateboard decks, and other weird stuff I've been creating over the last year and a half. There's also stickers, button badges, postcards, and whole bunch of other stuff. That's site. Check it out. I hope you like it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Enjoy the rest of your lives.